everybody, Coach Mel here in my home. If you're watching this from somewhere else in the world or listening, we're in Post Falls, Idaho on the beautiful Spokane River. This is probably only the second podcast we've filmed in the new house, right Josh? So we're super excited to have our space. We already had the backdrop, but we added these awesome velvety fun purple chairs and we've got this nice conversational table for when we have a guest. So if you are listening to this, you are welcome. I encourage you to get out and walk while you're listening to this. If at all possible, don't sit. As you heard on the intro, I am I consider myself a health and fitness expert. I started out uh, getting into health and fitness uh, for my own benefit. I was on my own journey. Once I, after years of struggling, um, failures and successes and failures and successes, and once I had had a lot of time under my belt in maintenance, I decided it was time to pay it forward and I became a personal trainer and four years ago I created Melfit. So I have over 20 years of experience um, and in that 20 years I have done so many things. I became a personal trainer, a nutritionist, I'm a chef, I had a catering business, I'm a food prep coach, I've, I've taught hundreds of people in my kitchen how to cook. Um, I'm a food prep, a food shopping expert. I teach people how to shop and navigate around the grocery store and buy healthy food items. I am a running coach, a marathon coach. I, we have this podcast and we have our own magazine, Melfit Healthy Times. So I really love that Melfit is the umbrella for all the things that I do. It's a little bit hard to explain, but it is, um, we talk thing, all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. We're a very positive, uplifting community. Um, we want to help build uh, self-confidence through movement and whole foods. So today's podcast was a request from Holly. Hutchings, and I actually love questions. Whenever I get a question several times, I create a podcast. So this particular question was what to eat pre and post workout. I'm gonna address the question later, but I'm gonna start the podcast with a little spinoff of my last Facebook Live that I had, because I thought that it was good information and it was worth sharing and it was worth documenting, okay? So it the whole Facebook Live was based off a quote and it said, the quote being, your old life, your new life is gonna cost you your old life. And that morning I was filming a workout video. Excuse me, I've got a little bit of allergies. And I started talking about how relevant that statement was and is in my own life. And we go back 20 plus years. I was, I'm about five, one and a half, very short waist, very long legs. I'm actually filming this podcast in my slippers. Does it get any better than that? No rules, my rules. Love it. That's what Melfit's all about, right, Josh? We have our own, we just, you know, we drum to the beat of our own, our own music. So, um, so I remember being super uncomfortable in my skin. I had never experienced weight like that. I'd never been overweight. I'd always been, a active skinny kid my twin sister and I we grew up on a hundred acres I didn't really it, it came upon me so fast and I don't know if this resonates with anyone but I was so busy in my life and still haven't slowed down much since then I didn't really notice and and I think that sometimes it takes a picture for you to realize like what the shell looks like that you're walking around in I still had the same um, spirit 
which I personally think I have a good spirit and I try to be really positive and make a difference every day in people's lives. But my spirit was starting to get crushed a little bit. I was feeling pretty insecure, starting to lose my self-confidence. Um, I love fashion. I've owned two clothing boutiques uh, along with my best friend, one in the Coeur d'Alene Resort Plaza shops and one here in Post Falls. And I, I feel like I can really express myself through fashion. And when you're not at your ideal weight, you can't just grab anything and put it on. So that was really um, bothersome. I was covering up and wearing, you know, pretty baggy and loose clothes. I dreaded the summer because I didn't want to uncover. So my twin sister and I set out in the grocery store and I remember being in the center aisles. Well, if you know anything about nutrition, you really want to be shopping in the outer aisles. That's where your produce and your fresh meats and your eggs and everything is. The, the middle aisles for Melfit, we're going to be getting minimal items. Baking section, um, limited cans, a little bit of coconut milk, um, maybe some uh, marinara sauce. So I was in the middle aisle. I was in the cookie aisle. This will shock you, Josh. And I, I asked my twin sister if Fig Newtons were healthy. And I legit thought that they were healthy. I was going to put them in the cart, okay, because the fig. So that tells you how much I knew about nutrition back then. So the best way to describe it is I was just, we were just really lost. Um, we were trying to find our way. And back then, there wasn't a lot of good information. And to tell you the truth today, the reason that I created Melfit is to actually teach people that there is an answer and the right way to reach your goals. And I make exercise fun and I make food fun. And I think that that's the one thing that people are missing is they're, they're looking for a shortcut and what they really need to be searching for is longevity. And if you like Malfit, I would advise you to park your car here because the amount of legitimate nutrition plans that are gonna save your life and change your life versus the amount of liquid gold shots, pills, and shortcuts. I mean, that outweighs the actual legitimate things that are gonna work. So it's easy to look at the shiny object. It's easy to get frustrated and want to take a shortcut because it's th two weeks before summer and you want to drop 15 pounds. But um, so I was really adamant about getting this knowledge out there. And uh, it's been a lot of time. When I had my brick and mortar studio, I really wanted to have nutrition plans that changed weekly for people but i knew that i didn't have the time to commit to it so after i sold my brick and mortar studio i rolled up my sleeves and josh and i created um some of the best selling meal plans on the market and the one that sells like hotcakes my 12-week boot camp took us over a thousand hours so a lot of time went into creating those. Back to the story, your new life is gonna cost you your old life. I remember always getting out the calendar and going, okay, it's June 10th, I wanna look good by July 4th. You know, what drastic thing can I do? Starvation diet or appetite suppressant or whatever. And I truly thought to myself, as soon as I get to my goal weight, I'm going to go back to my old ways. I just need to get there. And then I can go back to eating fig newtons and apple fritters and whatever it is, binge drinking. Okay. And the reason my mindset was like that is because at the time I thought that's what I really wanted. And I thought that's the life that I really wanted. And 
anybody listening to this or watching this will agree that that's so silly. I mean, duh, it's obvious that in order to sustain the body that you have and the health that you have, you have to consistently do the things that got you there. But I remember just holding on to that old me and that old life for dear life. And that's why I personally, myself, my twin sister, and millions of others, our whole life have gone up and down and up and down. And the common denominator is because we all end up going back to our old ways, okay? And old habits die hard. Is that the saying, Josh? Old habits die hard. And it's really hard to change something that you've always done. And I'd have to say my best advice for anyone is I can't tell you when to start. I can't give you your start date. But the advice I could give you is before you start anything, get your mind right. Get some get a tablet out, start journaling. And a goal without a plan is just a dream. If you want anything in your life, you have to write down and say out loud, this is what I want. And you have to have a plan on how you're going to get there. Wishing and wanting is not going to get you a healthy body. Okay, so that's the problem is is people are waking up every day saying, oh, I wish that I could lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds. So that's fine. But then you need to follow it up with how I'm going to do this is I am going to A, B, C and D. So when you can finally accept that your new life is going to cost you your old life, that's where true success happens. And if you really think about it, why are you hanging on to the old version of yourself? You don't like that person. I never want to be that person again. That person was unhappy, unfit, unhealthy, miserable. So why do we hold on to this old person? So I thought that was a story worth sharing. Hopefully you can relate to it in your own life. We're going to get moving on to Holly's question, what to eat pre and post workout. I do have some good information to, to give you guys on this, but every body is different. I think that your blood type has a lot to do with it. So many variables have so much to do with it. Um, genetics have a lot to do with it. Um, how you feel. So my best advice for pre and post workout is going to be, I wrote this down, Is and I'm going to say this again at the end, is, is let your experience be your guide, okay? So I'm going to give you some pointers but ultimately, you need to be in tune with your own body and start to take physical and mental notes of what you do well with, okay? And that's going to make sense after I get done. I think that the reason people are so obsessed with pre and post workout, and in my opinion, their keywords that are I, I don't know if I want to use the word gimmicky, but they are um, selling factors. They're marketing tools. And when people hear that, they think, oh, what can I buy to help me before my workout and after my workout? And those products are usually uh, a protein powder or a shake. Okay, which there's nothing wrong with that, 
but the better quality whole food that you consume on a daily basis, the better you'll look. And we'll get into that a little bit, but I think that beginners, Josh, where is the first place a beginner goes to buy something when they're starting their their nutrition journey? What's Where's the first store that they go to? Can you think of anything? Yeah, for sure. What do they buy, Josh? Uh, protein powder. Yeah. I mean, protein powder is, I mean, without Googling it, I'd say is probably a billion dollar industry, right? So I feel like that's where people get confused. Oh, in order to get better results or have better recovery, do I need to be buying all of these expensive supplements? In a perfect world, everything that your body needs to live and perform at its peak, its best, we should all be getting from whole food. Well, we all know that that's hard to do unless you're, you know, it, it's just hard to do. I mean, we all try to get our fruits and vegetables and it's hard to do. So there's a lot of things that you have to supplement. You know, if you live in the in a, a cloudy area, you need to have your D3. Um, if you don't eat enough red meat or you're um, consuming vegetables that have iron, you might need to supplement. Um, if you're not eating a lot of fish, you probably need to take some omegas. So I think that first and foremost, having a whole foods nutrition plan is way more important than thinking about what you need pre and post. And the simplest way to say this to you, Holly, is your pre-workout and your post-workout should be your food that you have on your nutrition plan. There's not some special thing that we should have pre, I mean, I'll give you some ideas, but does that make sense? So if you get up in the morning and you're in a fasted state and people always wanna know that, how do you perform better? Do you perform better in a fasted state? I mean, there's studies that say that, you know, you burn more fat in a fasted state, but most importantly, what makes you feel the best, okay? You don't wanna go into a workout with a full stomach. You don't wanna work out after dinner. So hypothetically, if you go work out in a fasted state, what is your post-workout meal gonna be in the morning? It's going to be your breakfast. So I think that people are overthinking this and they're, uh, it's like stop listening to the voice of others and listen to your own voice. I'll give you some, if you if you don't have a nutrition plan that I wrote that's well balanced, that has the proper amount of calories and macros, which if you don't know what macros are, it's a fancy term for carbs, fats, and protein, then there's probably a few things you might get out of this. If you're already working with me on a nutrition plan, just eat your food. Simple, right? K-I-S-S, keep it simple, Sam. Keep it simple, Sally. Don't overthink it, okay? So all our hard work in the gym is meaningless if you don't have proper pre and post-workout nutrition which is your prepped food. The nutrients you provide your body with will determine how long and hard you can train. It also determines how well you recover. If you are working, if you, if you are on Melfit, you're on our app or you're on a nutrition plan, hopefully you've never been hungry. The one thing I always tell people, if, if you're hungry, you need to let me know. If you've eaten all your food and drank all your water, you need to let me know. Nobody should ever be hungry. It's not some low carb where you're gonna feel crappy. You should feel good 
every day on your food and you should feel like you have enough food okay so um the better quality food you're putting in your body the better performance i already said that earlier if you think about bodybuilders when they get to their um peak weeks peak week and two three weeks prior their coach will pull out anything I call healthy process, like a protein powder um, or, you know, any sauces or anything like that. So they're down to fish, chicken, um, probably some asparagus and yeah, very little rice. Um, and the reason that is, is because their coach wants everything that goes into their body to be whole and that's what's going to make them look the best so even if you're not a bodybuilder this applies to you if you lean on healthy process like bars and that you're not going to look as good i used to be pretty dependent on bars um, i would eat a bar on the way to my coffee shop in the morning or half a bar um, i don't do that anymore if anything a protein ball is a better replacement for a bar because it's made of whole foods oats uh nut butter so it does have a little bit of protein powder in it but i recommend uh protein bars like for emergency 911 you're in your car you're running errands you can't get anything healthy and at least it's, it's better than nothing or you're traveling or something like that so but don't lean on them there i use them for hikes and you know quick things like that go for a moderate amount of protein and carbs and a little lower fat content if you're working a plan on melfit i've already done that for you a lot of times on Melfit, you'll see that I, I'll have you a little heavier heavier on your fats in the morning and will taper you. And I personally feel like I have, uh, I'm more cognitive and have better mental clarity for um, kind of really uh, work that's, you know, really mindful that you really have to concentrate on. Um, and same goes for carbs if you go really low carb you can't think okay so your body needs carbs to fuel your workouts and protein for muscle repair getting a combination of both in our body one to four hours pre-workout and 60 minutes post-workout is a, a good suggestion so that goes with the protein carbs moderate fat okay um if you're doing a strenuous workout you may not feel hungry right away but i would suggest within an hour trying to get some fuel especially if your last meal the day before was at like 5 30 p.m okay You've been in a fasted state for a long time, which is okay, but you're doing yourself a disservice of trying to build muscle and lose body fat if that is is um, one of your goals by not refueling, okay? So if you haven't already prioritized that food as fuel, and that can really take the focus off why you're eating um, if you start to have more of an athletic and an athlete's mindset that the food that they're eating is for optimal optimal performance and I consider myself an expert in sports nutrition then your mind is just different about the food um, a lot of times I feel like some people are, it's like every single meal doesn't have to be, you know, the best meal in the world. Not that Melfit doesn't taste good, but every single meal does have to match your goals, okay? The number one question I get a lot is, 
how do I plan the time that I'm going to work out? Well, more importantly, plan what you're going to eat before that is what I think. When you, if you're a runner and I'm a running coach and marathon coach, I teach people that it's not necessarily the breakfast that is fueling you for your run. It's what you ate the night before and the day before. So the food that you ate two days ago can matter, um, can affect your performance on race day. So I would say a lot of people rather than, oh, well, what time should I work out? Is it better to work out in the morning? Is it better to work out? The best time to work out is when you have the time and when you have the most energy. If you are spent at the end of the day and every time you get home, you get pulled five different directions by spouses and kids and emails and whatnot, then set aside a time in the morning to get your workout done. And I hear a lot of people say, I know this sounds like an excuse. And there, there is no other definition of excuse than what it is. It's an excuse, okay? So I respect people that own their shit. And I really don't enjoy reading check-ins when they say, I know I sound this, I know this sounds like an excuse. I don't even want to hear that. It's an excuse, okay? So here's an epiphany. Do you want more time in your day? Go to bed earlier. You want more time in your day? Get up earlier. When I went from managing restaurants, working until late at night, to, to owning my own coffee stand, I felt like I was a zombie. I could not get through the day. I was in a cloud. I was drinking nine shots of espresso. All I could think about was going home and taking a nap. I was pulling uh, 12-hour days. My husband said to me, why don't you just go to bed earlier? So what I didn't do is I didn't adjust my new life. I I was using my old life's hours to my new life. And that wasn't working. Going to bed at, I don't know, I think by the time I wound down and went to bed, it was like midnight. Um, So it's not rocket science, people. You count out how many hours you need, eight hours of sleep. You go to bed at 9.30, you get up at 5.30, okay? You have 12 hours in your day. Even if you work eight of those, you have four hours. If you can't make time for a 25-minute workout or at least a walk, that is nothing but a what, Josh? Excuse. Excuse! Calling the kettle black. So going back to what you ate if you're working with me on a meal plan and your lunch is melfit uh sloppy joes which is a healthy version of sloppy joes over a baked sweet potato i would recommend if you're a morning if you work out in the morning i would recommend moving the sweet potato down to your dinner I have the best workouts when I eat sweet potatoes. Am I going to perform as well if I have fish with a salad with lemon and salt and pepper? I mean, I lift weights. If you haven't already figured this out, your number one asset is your skeletal muscle mass. It's how much muscle you carry on your body. When you get into your... Uh, senior years, if you don't have muscle, especially on your quads, you are not going to be able to get up and out of the chair. If you fall and, and break a hip, you probably won't recover. You have to be resistance trainings with bands or lifting weights, okay? I can't crush a workout with 
fish in the salad. I need complex carbohydrates, slow burning carbohydrates, low on the glycemic index. So when you're putting, when you're, when you're thinking about what time you're going to work out, think more about what you're going to eat before. Okay. So if you are going to be working out in the afternoon, maybe you keep the sweet potato at lunch. Okay. Also, it's let your experience be your guide. I thought that was a good phrase. I had to write it down and take mental note and take physical note. Wow. Coach Mel was right. I did keep my sweet potato at my lunch and man, I felt so good. I had so much energy. Okay. So pre-workout Let's just say you're going to work out late afternoon. At Melfit, if you can touch all five fingers, you are doing well and you've eaten all of your food. Breakfast, snack, lunch, dessert, and dinner. 99.9% .9 of the women and men that I coach are not eating enough and that is making them store body fat and that's why the scale never moves, okay? So... When you're overthinking what your pre-workout should be, it shouldn't be something heavy. So if you've already got your meal plan, it's going to be your snack, okay? So we've had our Melfit Sloppy Joes for lunch, and then we're gonna have our snack, which our snack is gonna be um, some raw veg with some guacamole or bitchin sauce. If you are new to eating fiber vegetables raw, um, that might not set well with you because your body has to get used to um, digesting fiber and especially raw food, okay? When you cook things, it, it gets rid of the nutrients. So that's where your experience is going to be your guide. And you're going to go, oh, shoot. I see today that my snack is the veggies. And I mean, I, I know I need that fiber, but I don't want to risk having an upset stomach, especially because I um, actually, and not everybody does my workouts and that's fine. I want your workout to be something that's fun and that you enjoy doing and that you can stick to for the rest of your life. So let's just say this person goes to CrossFit and they're worried about flatulence, gas, okay? So that's when that person needs to go, okay, you know what? I think that instead of that, I'm gonna move my dessert to this spot and I'm gonna have a protein ball pre-workout that's going to set really well with me. Okay. So it's all about what, what you know is going to set well with you. It's a hundred calories. It's a good amount of protein, fats, and carbs. Um, I know I do well with those. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So pre-workout, I think the best and simplest advice would be think smaller, think snack. Nobody wants to crush a workout on a full stomach. Okay. Um, I personally do horrible with bananas. Also, I've been in maintenance. If you ever see, uh, if you go to a race, they're always giving out bananas. Oh my gosh, I would get such a gut ache if I picked up a banana. To me, a banana is not to be eaten. I'd never peel a banana and eat it, okay? A banana has a lot of sugar in it. Can we use bananas for recipes? Sure. Can we use bananas in our smoothie bowls? Sure, as a base. But I, even in maintenance, only consume maybe two servings of fruit a day. That's half a banana, half a cup of blueberries, and maybe in the afternoon, a small apple. A lot of times I make it a green apple because it has a lower amount of sugar. So would I suggest a banana? No, I wouldn't. Apples and almond butter, sure. You've got some carbs, you've got fiber, and you've got almond butter. Now, 
Here we go again with the apple. If you're not used to fiber, that might not be the best choice for you, okay? So uh, maybe you do some rice crackers and almond butter. Trail mix is good, but it's something that needs to be eaten very sparingly. It's hard to find trail mix without dried fruit that has added sugar. So I have a recipe on the app for that if you want that. Um, jerky, if you can handle just some protein, some jerky or a couple slices of um, deli turkey meat that are nitrate free, sugar free. Um, you could throw a, a thing of asparagus in there, some mustard, some guacamole, or I mean, I love protein. Jean made some wonderful chicken tenders for us a couple weeks ago. She marinated them in a little bit of Bragg liquid aminos and I think garlic powder. I mean, I could just grab a chicken tender and have that. So it's, it's a lot of personal preference and what you know is gonna set well with you. Also, maybe just a small slice of sourdough toast, preferably gluten-free, or make sure it has minimal ingredients. Don't buy the, buy the sourdough in the aisles. Um, go to a whole food store or a better bakery. So a slice of sourdough toast with a little nut butter, um, that would be fine. Um, so even uh, one of the Orgain 160 calorie um, vegan chocolate shakes would be okay. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, so post-workout, like I said, is often going to be what, what your meal is. And like I said, if you don't feel like eating right away, just wait a little while. So it also could be a shake. We have some great um, meal replacement shakes. One thing I wanna add here, you guys, one thing that really helped me when I was on my journey is I had to identify what it was that was going in my mouth. I logged my food for 20 years. So if there was ever a time that after I felt comfortable that I didn't need to log anymore, if there was ever a time that I was eating food without logging it, I was taking a mental note. And when I sat in front of my plate and I'm looking at my hand, I would say, okay, Coach Mal, what is this? We have to identify what this is. The constant grazing and constant snacking does not cut it. If you're snacking, you're probably eating healthy processed food and you have no idea how many calories you're consuming because nothing is measured. I mean, we're not anal measurers, but my God, at least count out your rice crackers or if you're doing some siete chips, portion them all up so you're not just grabbing out of the bag. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, what is this? Okay, this is going to be your snack, okay? Um, this is gonna identify as your dinner. So when you get done working out, you have to ask yourself, what's coming up next on my hand? Uh, is this gonna be my snack? Is this gonna be my dinner, okay? So oftentimes, if it's a meal, it could be a meal replacement shake, okay? My Melfit Green Smoothie is to die for. Um, Clean food is, is great. Eating protein and carbs after a meal help with glycogen replenishment. As always, watch your healthy fats. So you are kind of hearing that in repeat, and that's kind of what Melfit is about. We have olive oil, we have coconut oil, we have avocado, we have nuts, we have nut butter, but there are nine calories in one gram of fat and four in protein and carbs, in a gram of protein and carbs. That's why two tablespoons of nut butter adds up to 200 calories. That's why a thumb of cheese, which is tiny, is 100 calories. So you really have to watch portions on fat, okay? Um, if you're gonna be consuming a bunch of fat, pre and post workout, it's going to put you over on your calories. The one, and there are a lot of good things about healthy fats. I don't want anybody to not, um, to be afraid of them. 
but healthy fats digest slower than protein and carbs and it's therefore it stops your blood sugar from spiking okay so if i was running a half marathon or a marathon and i had gluten-free oatmeal carbs almond butter healthy fat a scoop of protein powder and some berries carbohydrates that combination I could probably get to 12, 13 miles on that. I probably wouldn't need any fuel, okay? So that healthy fat from the nut butter is gonna come in handy because it's gonna keep your blood sugar elevated. If you have spikes in your run or spikes in your day, it's going to affect your energy, your performance and your mood. Another thing I wanted to mention too, as far as um, things that will help you perform better um, for people that are, especially people that are working out on the Melfit Shred Workouts, which are an hour, is if you're making my recipes and you're using cauliflower rice and you're not needing to lose weight, um, if you're in maintenance or you're just a pretty active person, you're getting a lot of steps, I would um, start with 50% uh, rice, 50% cauliflower rice, and then if you feel good about that and you're maintaining or reaching your goals, then go straight over to jasmine rice. It's great. It's easy on the stomach, um, digests easy. Um, whoever got a gut ache from eating rice, right, Tosh? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, a few tips I'm going to give you. To at, where are we at, Josh? 42 minutes. 42 minutes. How's that walk going, guys? You guys having a good time out there? Drinking some green tea. It's June 9th, Josh? Yep. It's June 9th, 2023, and we have had some beautiful weather, but the last couple days we've had some, some thunderstorms. It's a little... I actually have pants on today, which is weird. It's a little cooler, so good day for a tea. So... Uh, some tips that I can give you is always eat a healthy breakfast. I wasn't losing a pound until I started eating breakfast. I would get up, make a gigantic coffee. It was it was healthy. It was an Americano with some, back then I think I drank fat-free half and half. Oh my gosh, what I didn't know back then. And sugar-free flavoring with um, Splenda, which honestly your body recognizes that regular sugar and doesn't understand what the chemicals are that we're putting in our bodies um and uh 12 o'clock one o'clock i'd go for a five mile run come back and drink a green smoothie and eat a healthy dinner and i was at the highest body fat of my life go figure um if you're over 40 especially women um my opinion of myself using myself as a um basis of this opinion and thousands of people looking at thousands of people's questionnaire and and where they're at and what they're doing tell me what you're doing now and i'll tell you where you'll be a year from now it's like the common denominator we're just not eating enough and eating breakfast keeps your blood sugar regulated all day and it keeps you from that afternoon like oh my gosh i'm so hungry i'm gonna eat i gotta eat the whole house out and i can justify it because i didn't eat all day right and then you're grabbing snacks and you're just overeating um, watch your portion size. If you knew you had five things to eat all day and the portions on them are really good, there's no need to overeat. If you overeat, you're not going to be able to work out. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to have digestive problems. You're going to have gas. On a scale of one to 10, I mean, you want to be just, okay, you want to be just satisfied. Like, you want to be, I don't know, you want to be like a five or a six. You don't want to be like super full and uncomfortable. Um, also, in between all of these meals and snacks, you don't want to be super ravenous either. You want to be, you know, just a little bit. Maybe your stomach's starting to grumble. So your body is trying to keep you alive. When your stomach growls, it's telling you, I'm hungry, it's time to eat, you need to replenish me. 
Um, your body needs a certain amount of calories, your basal metabolic rate, just to keep your body alive, and then it needs more on top of that. So it's just telling you what to do. But the problem with most people is they're so out of touch with their own bodies, and they don't recognize the signs that their own body is telling them. Snack well, try not to eat processed foods. When you think of a snack, it shouldn't be something out of a wrapper, even if it's healthy. Your best snack is going to be whole foods. Maybe you do some cucumber slices with some bitchin' sauce, okay? That's easy on the stomach. Drink extra fluids. If it's hot, if you're training a lot, you're sweating out a lot of your water, make sure that you're replenishing with extra water. Um... I'm gonna tell you guys a story about um, new athletes versus experienced athletes. And how do I know this? Because I was both. If you've ever seen a new athlete, they carry a ton of water on them and they carry a ton of food on them. I remember one client I had, she actually had what we'd like to call a food belt it was around her and it's like she could dispense like it was like a pez dispenser situation she had like jelly beans and gels and it's like my god really did we need that much food um but i think that that when you're uneducated that's what you think also i don't know i think that maybe that comes from you know people that are eating all the time because they're not getting um, properly balanced whole food meals. So if you see an unexperienced runner, they're going to be at every aid station. They're going to be getting a snack. They're going to be getting water. If you see an experienced runner, they're probably not going to have much on them, but maybe a gel pack, which I hate gel packs. I can give you another um, idea of something that you can take with you, even if you're a hiker. And maybe one small bottle of water. Why is this? It's because maybe I've taught them, maybe they figured this out um, from their own experience. If you hydrate before, that hydration is gonna help you through the race, okay? So we're made up of over 60% water. You can be dehydrated or you can be hydrated. So rather than carrying all this water with you, rather, having, rather than having to stop at every single aid station and get water, which is just going to make you pee or need to pee, why not come to the race hydrated, okay? The same goes with the food, and I already talked about it earlier. Eat well two days before, eat well one day before, eat well the morning of. Make sure that it's a, it's not a huge meal, but it's, you know, enough to give you that satiety of a five or six. And it's a good combination of carbs, fats, and protein that's easily digestible that is going to get you through the race, okay? So that's super, super important. And I think that um, I met a, a gal one time and I asked her what her what her what she ate for breakfast before a half marathon. And she told me a Lara bar. First of all, Lara bars don't even have that much protein. They're made out of mostly fruit. So you're basically fueling a 13.1 mile run with fruit. The one thing that people are missing is your food is naked. If you have an apple, what would make it better? Almond butter, a piece of vegan cheese. I've actually been doing that on my um, maintenance plans and everybody loves it. Like I used to see the girls at my coffee stand, they would make a piece of toast and I'm like, okay, so put nut butter on it, maybe put some blueberries on it. Like things that are naked aren't gonna last you. so. I, I, I always, I've always looked back on, you know, how much stuff I thought I needed for the race and what I can, you know, what I can endure with the proper food, okay? So 
Holly, if you're watching this, I appreciate the question. And I think that hopefully this cleared the air about a lot of things. And if you've never heard somebody say that the pre and post workout is just jargon and keywords, it's just really true. And it's just, um, you know, personal preference and what, what makes you feel, what feel good, what do you do good with? Okay, I know what I was gonna tell you guys. So back when I was inexperienced and I started out with half marathons, usually our, our races were early in the morning. We did this race called the Trail of Terror and I'm pretty sure Oscar ran, ran that one with me and he got a medal. And back then I was eating Dave's Killer Bread, which you've heard my story before. Um, my friend opened up my bike bag and asked if I packed him a sandwich or what do you want this sandwich that's in here? And it still looked the same as when I made it and it was 10 months old. If food doesn't rot, what is it doing in your system? Okay, that's a, if food doesn't mold, you want that. You want food that goes bad. Food that goes bad should not go in your system. So long story short, I had eaten a Dave's Killer Bread, almond butter and honey and banana sandwich, I think, back then, which I would not eat that now. A whole one. And the race started at 10 o'clock. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so, you know, gotta have the food, gotta have the food belt, gotta have all this water and all this extra weight on me. I freaking topped it off with another half a sandwich and oh my lanta you guys i visited every sorry if this is tmi but i visited every porta potty during that race i mean it wasn't enjoyable it, i had here i had my dog's leash outside the porta potty but i mean and that goes back to let your experience be your guide am i ever going to eat a sandwich and a half before our race again, hail to the no, okay? So take mental notes. What what works for one doesn't work for another. Maybe there's someone on here that listens to this and says, I disagree with you. I do great on bananas. Fine, eat your bananas. You know, whatever works for you. So thanks for the question, Holly. Um, love doing these podcasts. And I say this on my Facebook Live, you guys. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this to help you. I'm doing this to show you that there is so much knowledge when it comes to Melfit. There's the app, there's our magazine, there's this podcast, and there's our Facebook Melfit Connect group. So when you are wanting to 